0: yo what's going on podcast family uh this is episode 17 and we had another community member who came out the woodwork uh you know somebody shared him the podcast and he sent me a document that he had written about the mental health facility coming in and uh it like mirrored what we said on that episode so it was very interesting uh you know just Somebody who has been recently vocal on Nextdoor app and on social media as well. And um, we connected and we agreed to have him on the podcast. This was pretty interesting. I enjoyed it. What'd you think, Derek?
1: Oh, I loved it. I mean, the guy has some really great points. He knows how to do his research. So we we went on a couple of different topics. We talked about the censorship on Nextdoor app, censorships on a lot of the uh, uh, like Facebook and Temecula talk pages. Um, the insult how much insults he was getting thrown at him just for asking like basic questions about the hospital he brought up some city uh, city workers um, like David Maddox and some people that are behind the recall and he did some research into them um, and he was just really uh, trying to motivate the public to kind of really get involved and pay attention this is some some this is a big deal with the hospital and stuff so it's a school board stuff but the hospital thing is. Uh, you know it's gonna be a big issue for our city So he brought up really good points I'm glad he reached out And we're always looking for more parents like that That are interested in Wanting to get their point across When they're getting censored on all the platforms So yeah great conversation
0: Hell yeah guys Well we hope you enjoy episode 17 Mark Peace Never wonder what is the truth? There go those two guys again Why do they care so much about the truth? I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic, don't we all? Mark, thank you so much for coming out tonight, uh, sir. I, I appreciate you accepting our invite.
2: Thanks for, the, uh, thanks for reaching out.
0: How did you come across our podcast, I guess? I don't, I don't really know what happened there.
2: It was after the um, Temecula Valley Hospital um, meeting that they had, the behavioral health meeting. I decided to attend because I, kept, I posted some things on it and got a really visceral reaction to it. And I thought, this is interesting, uh, mostly attacks. And I thought, what is this all about? So I d- decided to attend a meeting. And I'm not an activist. I just see things that don't make a whole lot of sense, and I want clarity. So that's why I posted on it, got the visceral reaction, a lot of attacks, uh, I'm ignorant, things like that. So that even sparked more of an interest for me. For sure. It's like, why are they going down this road? Why can't we have a, a, a debate and be articulate and express our viewpoints? So I attended the meeting. I was open-minded at that point, And then they, they introduced the three-by-five cards. Yeah, Yeah. and I knew it was a setup at that point. So I turned my card in. Uh, The COO Brian Visser of Temecula Hospital grabbed my card, read it. I think I wrote three cards. He uh, trashed like two of them. Oh, really? Kept one of them. And I saw, and I instructed other people that here's this: what you have to do. Nobody told anybody anything. So I told everybody fill out the card before the meeting. So they, they handed off the cards. Um, so they kind of, you saw it, and I, I, in your podcast you mentioned it. Yeah. They kind of screened the cards and would hand the CEO, uh, Darlene Wetton, and she would read the cards, only the cards that Brian Visser, her CEO, would hand to her, you know, with the approval of the executives at UHS who were in attendance there. And just the background, UHS owns Temecula Hospital. They're a Fortune 500 company out of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, Brian Visser, the CEO, and Darlene Wetten are nothing but sock puppets. They they don't have any any say. It comes down from a billion dollar company in in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, so they have to sell this to us.
0: Right.
2: I, I don't know if they believe in it or not. Um, Brian Visser had reached out to me in an email, said, "Hey, let's let's sit down and have a talk about this," because he saw some of my posts. I said, anytime, time, any place," um, and then. He never followed up. I reached back to him, and uh, he declined the meeting that he invited me to. Hmm. It was quite, kind of interesting. But anyway, that, back to that meeting. Um, saw the reaction of the people there. Sat in the back of the room and was shocked that I saw people just nodding their head in agreement to anything that she was saying. It was shocking to me. I thought, these people aren't looking at the facts. They're just hearing the noise. Mm-hmm. And you were there. Yeah. you saw it It was nothing. it was she was just stating uh, opinions, no facts wouldn't address facts clearly and concisely so that was that was a key for me and and just a nodding in agreement. We only had a handful of people on the opposing side uh, that didn't like it. you saw that yeah but most of the people there were were nurses and I mean the whole front row
0: right and
2: It was really telling if you remember a point. Where it started to get into a verbal, uh huh, and a guy in the back next to me had mentioned something about somebody jumping out of a car by his house. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, and, yeah. And one of the nurses who was just in it, just there attending, she wasn't a part of the program. St- hey, the cards—we got to stick to the cards. And I thought, whoa, so it was a stack deck, right? Hundred percent. You know, all the people there were just especially on the front two rows, were just stacked decked in in support of the hospital, regardless of what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. So I recapped that. I, I made a minutes, handed out to some people that I know that couldn't make the meeting, that wanted to. And one of the people reached out to me and gave me your podcast. And I've never seen it before or listened to it. So I actually listened to it, and it was almost a mirror image of what my minutes were. It was, kind of, it was <laughs> yeah. quite fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I ran across you and I reached out and asked you if you wanted to read it. And uh, that's, how, that's how I was introduced to you, your podcast and you.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was interesting. Kind of a because, long story, I know, but... No, no, that's yeah. fine. I mean, that's, that's, you know, we both went to this event and it's interesting how... Because people are plugged into me, the same people you're plugged into, and if you would have never have done what you did, I asked you, what do you do? You publish this anywhere? Like if you would have never have written that up, then you would have never really found the podcast. So it was really interesting, and I just because um, it's comical and it's very uh, much more eloquent than our podcast, much more detailed. Like in the write up, you talk about who all the players are by name and their positions, and. Um, Yeah, I was very thoroughly impressed with – I thought it was like you're like a writer for some (laughs) article or something. To be honest, I was like, oh, man, this is cool.
2: You'd be surprised. I got
1: more of a trucking background. Yeah, Yeah, so um, out of curiosity, so what were the two – do you remember what the two questions were that he he scrapped? Because he obviously scrapped those for a reason. I don't remember which those
2: were. It was all about the 51 – it was actually about the LPS facilities. Because an LPS facility, if they are designated an LPS facility, which I'm 99% sure they are, uh, they, they will take people from all around the counties. And you remember, she was dancing around answering that question directly. Yeah. My question was specifically, is this going to be an LPS facility? That one got canned oh, right away. What's LPS stand for? It's, a, it's an act that uh, back in, I think, in the 80s, it stands for, it's the acronym for three Congress people that passed the law oh, okay. for mental health. Okay, gotcha. Um, the rules and regulations, things like that. What you can do, what the what the law says that they can do, what the rights of the patients are. Uh, but LPS, if they're an LPS facility, they have to open up. They have to have lock
1: rooms. They have to take people from all jurisdictions, regardless. I remember them yeah. kind of talking about that locked room thing, and the guy got up and was kind of saying, well, some doors have locked like you said, every time they answered, it was kind of like, well, some doors have locks and some don't, you know, but, uh, you know, we do have locked doors. It's like, and I remember thinking, I'm like, what does that have to do with, because I could have swore at the meeting, they were kind of, yeah. if my memory serves me correct, weren't they saying... It's like we're not going to take 5150 type people like, oh, the cops aren't going to drop them off. These are all because I could have sworn saying this is only for people with insurance. Like this is for people with insurance. You know, like what she
2: was what she was alluding to or what she was uh, obfuscating about was that there is no cops are going to drop them off at the behavioral health facility. That's what she said. Uh, mm-hmm. Legally, the cops pick up a 5150, which is a dangerous person to oh, themselves yeah. or to others.
1: Right, right, right. Uh,
2: and they have to transport them to the ER. Oh. Not to the Behavioral Health Facility. They drop them off at the ER, and the ER clears them, and then they go to Behavioral Health. So she was. So when I caught that, I'm thinking, she's just lying. Yeah. 100%, she's just lying. Oh, they're not going to be dropped off at the Behavioral Health. So you're just dancing around the truth.
1: Yeah, you know?
2: exactly. And, yeah, that's and, what and I when figured, it got, too. And when it got to the point where that they started asking about the locked rooms, that was one of my questions as well. Um, you saw the UHS corporate executive get out of his chair and answer that question directly. Yeah, yeah, and, that's the guy. And okay. it was really, really a, a confusing answer. It was. yeah, It was very... It they don't the want a- to say that because that tips their hand that it is an LPS facility.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm and i the one that asked the AMA question, which I thought he didn't want to hear because nobody knows against medical medical advice what that typically means, when unless I- you've worked in a rehab or a mental health facility. And uh, even like I think Danny on the last podcast, because they danced around that too. Remember they kept... Because their big thing was saying that you know oh you know crime it won't affect crime rates and it won't affect homelessness in Temecula and and they kept harping on we transport them back we transport them back and it's like well so AMA AMAs we're going to kidnap them throw them in the van and take them back to uh, Hemet or whatever I thought, so that, was he a, did I thought that was a brilliant
2: w- point when you brought that up I never heard of AMA before that and uh, since then I had looked it up and you're 100% right yeah and it doesn't even apply to those people what about the homeless so they pick up a homeless drug addict at a Hemet or Lake Elsinore, bring him here on a 5150. Oh, I think yeah. you guys touched on this maybe in your podcast, but he AMAs out of that place. Is he going to really go back to <laughs> Hemet? No. The, the, the pickings ripe here in Temecula, man. Oh, I, could, yeah. I, could, I could join in the, the creek squad over there and live in the riverbed. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then pilfer off the people and, I mean, it, be at Sinclair Gas Station, Panhandle, like the you know dozen other people that live in there yeah
0: so what do you think what do you think the move is here mark right like how can on this platform who are people that you think i can reach out to to kind of continue to put this message out about this facility like i know you uh i've seen your post about like talking to local or local police at places that have those facilities or local community I mean I don't know what, what are your thoughts
2: you know I have some police officer friends and one's a high-ranking officer in another city and that's where I am getting all my information from in his city they don't even allow an LP they would never allow an LPS facility it's just not 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 a part of it they're not even considered the residents wouldn't consider it and their city council would never consider it so it, it really comes down to our city council Hmm. Um, I mean, if we could stack the deck and do the work that the city council should be doing, and that's checking crime rates around other LPS facilities, I think that would help. But that's just something the city council should do. And I think they're running scared. I really do. I think they're trying to find excuses to just not vote their conscience.
0: Yeah, you know,
2: yeah. Oh, it's easier just to go along and get along type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they really did research and they're voting for their constituents... The will of their constituents, I, I, there's nobody, there's no way they would vote in favor of this. Right. I mean, it makes no sense, right? Yeah. I mean, and and everybody bashes me for, oh, you don't care about mental health. And I, I said, show me a, any post that I presented that says that, that would indicate that by any stretch of the imagination. And they can. It's about, it's just an attack. Mm-hmm. It's about the location. It's next to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. You know, And yeah. the only reason, you were there at that meeting, the UHS executive said we're building it here because we have the land. This is a multi-billion dollar company. I mean their C- CEO makes 14 million dollars a year. Oh you gosh. can't tell me that they can't go buy a piece of land in a better area. They just happen to have it here. It's already been approved for a cancer treatment center and a physical rehab center. They're just gonna switch the plans and make it a behavioral health center. So they have already ramrod those things through. Going to cancel that plan and build this instead. So oh, I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is this is what people are advocating for. They're advocating for a Fortune 500 billion dollar company to be able to build this on the on the cheap. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's shocking if they if they would really look at what they're advocating for, but they're not. They're looking at ideology. Oh, you don't like mental health? It's not that at all. It's just where the location's at. Yeah. Let's go put it in a more suitable location. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even even if it is an LPS facility, we're at the very end of Riverside County. What yeah. sense does that make? Put it more central. Put it in Lake Elsinore, put it in Paris.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah pe- because they were complaining. Sorry about like people having to drive so far to like visit their loved ones. But if okay, if that's the case, and if most of the people are, that have mental health issues happen in Riverside, happen to be in Hemet, or, then why wouldn't you create it there so their loved ones that they care so much about would have a closer drive to visit them? Yeah, why like would it, you take them forty-five minutes, sixty minutes out of their city into our city? because right. now their loved ones are going to have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to come visit them. Yeah, if you look at the the, the population density it would
2: make more sense there. And the land they could buy that cheap anywhere out there. I mean, if you're going to stick to Temecula, I mean, put it up at French Valley. Put it by the, by the prison over there. Put I, it anywhere.
0: I yeah. also I also feel like that's a it's a silly state a silly statement that people are making towards you about how, "Oh, you don't care about mental health." It's like, "You're not mad about the people in there." that are going to be getting benefiting from this the frustration is the people who are going to take advantage of it and use it as an opportunity to come over here and be homeless and rob and steal because that is inevitable when they posted that thing when they're like this is not going to increase crime at all like you know what give me somebody that's going to stand on this and we can hold accountable give me a name right they don't have that. Like, yeah they, they don't of course not it's just i don't understand how you can make that claim how can you you're blatantly lying to us you know i, I have a problem with that
2: well they got to sell it just like i told you they're getting a lot of downward pressure from executives in pennsylvania yeah you know and they got to sell stock and they got to they got to hit their numbers and everything else so that's a lot of downward pressure on the ceos at that hospital and they're going to make it happen they're going to 100 percent make it happen if it if it comes down to lawsuits or whatever they'll do it they'll threaten everything in the world to get this done
0: so you think you think it's inevitable that it's going to happen 100% they're
2: going to push it through unless the city council uh, grows a pair and and votes in what their constituents wants and that's nobody wants that yeah you know shockingly um, my whole problem was rancho christians right there you know i mean how many how many news stories do we have to look at that People target are especially nowadays are targeting Christians, hmm. right? So the 5150 comes out of there all doped up or whatever, right? He AMA's out, mm-hmm. wanders over there. I mean, oh, the school's locked down, great. But well, what about the parents waiting for the schools the kids after school? You know, there's a lot of problems that could happen. And again, nobody's guaranteeing that's not going to happen. So. As I'm fighting this and getting attacked, I think, man, I feel like the Lone Ranger out here. And, and
0: I think that that's, and we've talked about this before, that's kind of part of the reason why I felt like this podcast is needed for a community like this is because it really does, you can really see where the conservatives are being like, held down in this community you know i mean i've had a bunch of teachers reach out to me i i don't know if you saw but i in in the, what you posted in next door app today i was having an exchange with a retired teacher and she's like oh i've never met any conservative teachers here so i i didn't i didn't retire from here boy that's how I love. yeah and i'm like yeah because You know, and I explained because of the podcast, a lot of these teachers email us or -hmm. or get our numbers. We have Zoom calls or meetings or coffee and they never want to come on the podcast because they know what's going to happen. They're going to be ostracized by their group, by their they're worried about their administrators. They talk about how the district office treats them. They talk about ways that they can be bullied in the classroom to make their lives miserable. It's like there is this weird thing that exists in our community where uh, conservatives are being like bullied like almost fear-mongered like don't come out don't speak out stay in your stay in your house and like in regards to this mental you health th- facility you what you think say? That, do you
2: think they're getting bullied or do you think they're just complacent
0: i think that they're scared i well, think like know. okay i'll give you an example so there's a there's a guy who went and speaks at the board meeting regularly um and he's a real estate agent and the one of the board members just friggin filed a uh, a complaint to like the board of reviews for his license, you know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, that's, that's heavy. That's that's that's, that's heavy, you yeah. know. And I think that i talk to a lot of people who lean more conservative you know and they say oh you know i just i can't go because i'm i'm a lawyer or i have this or i have this job and everybody's very very scared about being exposed or bullied every and it's funny is because then when we talk to people that are like are on the recall side they talk to us like if that's happening to them and i'm like i don't see where that's happening to to that side of the argument at all Mm-hmm. But let me
2: finish on that Rancho Christian thing I, before I lose. That yeah, train sorry, of thought. yeah, sorry, I cut no, you. No, no, it was perfect. Um, the Rancho Christian, I so I I felt like I was a Lone Ranger out there fighting on behalf of Rancho Christian. I'm like, well, how come they're not fighting? Yeah, you know, I mean, they have a lot of leverage. You would think. I mean, high tuitions, a lot of uh, a lot of people go there, and they're they're church members. They have uh, they could they could kind of flex their muscle a little bit, maybe get some things accomplished. So I reached out to. Scott Treadway, the president of Rancho Christian, and and at that same time as this, when the CEO of uh, Temecula Valley Hospital reached out and said, "Let's have a meeting," so Scott Treadway emailed me back, says, "Hey Mark, uh, we're going to look at this." I said, "Hey, we'll just jump in this meeting with me uh, for Temecula Hospital. They're going to have this meeting like, it's with the CEO," and he said, "Okay, great." So I I responded to Brian Visser, the CEO of Temecula Valley Hospital, and I said, "Hey." Scott Treadway at uh, Rancho Christian, and I copied Scott in, and myself would like to sit down with you. And Scott Treadway at Rancho Christian immediately responded to all of us. Mark, I would have a meeting with him by myself. I don't want anybody else around. Hmm. Which I thought, that's curious. Why would you do that, right? So mm-hmm. maybe he has his own reasons. But Scott, Scott Treadway was a uh, sat on the board of the Valley Hospital. At one point, oh <laughs> gosh! So yeah, how did I know? I it's, just, that. it's just it's just incestuous, you know. And it's so, a
1: revolving door, huh? Just like pharma and like you
2: know, right? Government jobs. And but he assured me he has you know, uh, no bias whatsoever. Yet he hasn't stuck up for his, uh, for the parents of the kids of the school not once. You know, he didn't attend the meeting. He didn't do anything. And I have Rancho Christian parents DM me uh, and say, "Hey, we're we're really upset about this." And I said. I can't do anything about it. You better talk to Scott. You you pay tuition there, and it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you not. know, if you get enough parents rallying together and call this guy out, I mean, that's the only thing. you could you got to hold them accountable. They're to pull
1: their kids out,
2: right? or something. I mean, you got Linfield over there and take uh, them Linfield, Linfield swarmed. <laughs> they have
1: like a wait list to get in there.
2: But it's shocking. But. I mean, nobody is doing anything, and it's uh, and then you look at our city council. You know, and just like you said, the bullying and the intimidation—those tactics—I'm sure are being applied to these people. Mm-hmm. And are no, they going to do the right thing? And, and, and unless they get a lot of pressure, more pressure from the mm-hmm. constituents that voted for them, than the hospitals putting on them, uh, then they're not. So that's scary.
0: Yeah. Are there any uh, like? Are there any council members that you know of that? Like stand with us on this.
2: There's two. Uh, I don't know how much backbone they have, so that means three. Uh, two are firmly against it. So are not on our side at all. Two are probably on our side, and the third one is probably go with the with the opposing view. Hmm. So we're looking at a three to two loss on this. Yeah. Uh, best case scenario.
0: It's just interesting because I just. Yeah, I don't know. I I wish more people um more people spoke out, you know, but I think that there's this from what I see from since I've been in doing the podcast, since I've been involved with the school board in June, like people are just scared. People just want to wait around and go with the flow you know and um
2: it's it's going to be really concerning if this goes through because there's no turning back and once that floodgate opens and we start getting these homeless and schizophrenics and everybody else running around our streets they're not going to shut that facility down there's mm-hmm. no way they'll shut it down no, it'll, yeah, be, no it'll be making so much money and the insurance she mentioned on the insurance so we only take insured people but you know gavin newsom is insuring undocumented people now so yeah. everybody's insured right so there is nobody not insured, yeah. <laughs> so that's everybody. Yeah, uh, So it, it's not gonna be, it's just gonna be a free-for-all. And if you really look at, if you know corporate finance, they have to make money every quarter. They have uh, objectives that they gotta meet for their stock prices to hit, and this is one of those, those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's 100% just a corporate play to generate revenue. And if you look at UHS, who owns the Valley Hospital, Temecula Valley Hospital, you remember that meeting? She said, "Well, we don't make any money." <laughs> yeah, and I remember. Then, I was laughing. If you go at into that. the ten Q report for the SEC that UHS files, and they have to file it every quarter. That's one of their biggest money makers. They have four hundred hospitals and behavioral health. They list it in the, to the SEC that this is one of our biggest money makers, yeah. and medical and medical uh, medical is one of their biggest insurers <laughs> that they bill for. Wow, <laughs> so she's shocking, right? But they're not making any money. We, I mean, we got Diane Darlene Wettin saying we ain't no money on this. I it's was just... shocked
1: she said that. I mean, it's, they call it a for-profit facility, and I like because I think someone asked like, oh, so how much revenue is this going to bring to Mecklenburg City then if it goes through? You know, well, none. It's just going to make it like an overall better place and going to be <laughs> helping people. And then I think someone said like, well, somebody has to be profiting. And then she doubled down like, no, no one's profiting. Oh, I wish I, I, wish we could have, like, spoke out and be like, hold on, this is a for-profit facility. <laughs> and because it, it's a never-ending supply of people, right? Anxiety, depression, drugs, is who doesn't have anxiety and depression these days? Absolutely. So it's like, and like I said, when I used to work at the rehabs, yeah, those insurance companies, those are multi-million, billion-dollar companies. Because there's no, like, it's such a vague thing, right? Somebody could come in for seven days, and you could just be like, Yeah, they said they're feeling better. They're not anxious anymore. There's no gauge of anxiety, depression. There's no test you could take to say, right? Just you know, so yeah, they're just. And I think on the fifty-one fifty, they just have to
2: show that they're not a danger anymore. And how easy is that? I mean, these guys probably been in fifty-one fifty facilities a dozen times by that time. You know, they know how to game the system. Yeah, it's and not I mean, a hard.
1: It's not a hard system to game. No. The system wants them to game it because they make their money in seven days. They get fully paid. They go back on the street. They recycle them back in They get paid another seven days. Get them back out, back in, back out, back in, back out. And Then you got all the middlemen making money. If they even if they didn't have the insurance, there'd be people buying those homeless people the insurance policy that they need for that hospital for two hundred bucks a month, and then they would get a kickback of like five, six, seven grand for having that guy come in. I didn't then, think about the recycling
2: aspect of it. Yeah, the people just reoccurring all over the place. So if they saturate the area with these fifty one fifty patients, they just keep recycling through.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a never endless cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a scam. And these yeah. people
2: are advocating for this because they don't look. They're just they're ideologues, just looking at mental health. If you just are against mental health. If they would just do some research and look at it a little bit closer. Uh, God, I don't think anybody would advocate for a you know fourteen million dollar year CEO in Rush, King, of, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Nobody would, but they're not looking at that. They're looking at you know Darlene Wetton and standing up there saying nothing's going to be wrong. Everything's going to be you know, utopia here, right? And how could she say that? Like you, to, to your point, they're they're telling us this, but with no facts behind it.
1: We could probably, like you said, go to other cities with the LPS facilities that yeah. got that got created, and then look at their crime rate and homeless rate before the facility got put there, and then after the facility got there put there. I did. What, I, I did a. I I did a, a,
2: a general crime map of the area. So I picked out like uh, three or four uh, LPS facilities: Riverside, Corona, some others, and I put it on on social media as well. Look at the crime rate around these cities. And it was like a 10-mile around the the LPS facility. And and then look at Temecula's crime rate. And it was substantially different. We were substantially lower. And, and instead of people digging into that, what do they do? They attack. Well, how do you know these are all 5150 people? Well, how do you know they're not? Right. I'm not telling you they're 5150, but look at the crime rate. You know, so if a 5150 makes his home because he was introduced to that area, now he's doing residential burglaries. A carjack, whatever it can be, and, and now it doesn't link back to that fifty-one fifty. But he was introduced to that city, yeah, because right. of, because that's where he got his fix from the hospital for seven days or twenty-four hours.
0: I think my biggest gripe with all of this is um, <laughs> fifty-one fifty issues normally coincide with heavy drug use. Fifty-one fifties, the problem is drug addiction. This is not a drug treatment facility. So they're going to take in these drug addicts with issues, basically get them off the drug for a couple days and then put them back out in the street. Right. So one thing that people don't I don't think comprehend is that when there becomes a higher demand for drug use, there becomes something that fills that demand. And it's not going to be drug dealers moving to Temecula to sell drugs. It's going to be our local teenagers, our own high schoolers that are going to be used in order to do that. It's going to increase fentanyl coming into our town. It's going to increase all sorts of stuff. It's not just the crime. Like with these facilities comes drug addicts and this is not a drug treatment facility. I, I asked that question, like, how are they going to account for that? Oh, well, we'll just refer them to drug treatment. Yeah, sure thing. That really works, right? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> just, so it's... You, you, touched, I, you as,
2: touched on that in your podcast, and I thought that was a brilliant point, because I, I didn't think to that level.
0: I just, I think about like my kids and I think about like where I grew up. I grew up around a lot of drug use and stuff like that. And that's just what it was. It's like people don't consider this stuff is your city can easily become this thing that's infested with this cancer that's destroying your youth. And people who have never seen that, they think it's going to be all kumbaya and everything's going to be great. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a really good point. I
2: never thought about that cause, because that's was my upbringing and exposure to all that as well. So maybe that does help us look at everything, the big picture, instead of just what's in front of us. And a lot of people probably reside here in Temecula, and it's a utopia. Nothing ever happens here. So they think it's going to be like this forever. But you've seen those, those cities that you grew up in or buy or knew about the same as I. They never turn back. Right. I mean, the cities are, are gone forever.
1: Forever. Yeah, look like at Frisco. Yeah, look at Frisco. Yeah. 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 And that and that's how they do those little like those little like little lies they do like their propaganda right they'll say it's not it's not a drug facility right and they're gonna say yeah we're gonna test them with a pee cup and they come in and if they're on any drugs we won't let them in, well with cocaine and meth and all these hardcore drugs around they're out of their system in like two days three days so it's not gonna be hard to go tell the person hey lay off the drugs for a couple of days. Or they'll just fake the test. You know, they'll just have a cup and like, they'll just say, yeah, he was clean. He has anxiety depression. Yeah, everybody has anxiety depression when you're coming off drugs. So, uh, That's the main side effect.
0: So on that though, right, on that, if so are you saying that if they pop for drugs and they're not admitted?
2: There's no way she's going to do that. There's no way they can do that. Because right. It, because if it's a 5150, a law enforcement picks them up. They're they a danger to themselves or others. Right. Or, or, or suicidal. So they drop them off at the ER. There's no way they cannot accept them.
0: So then when the, the ER takes them, what is that? What do you, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but what is, do you know the, like they take them? How long do they keep them? And then, and then what?
2: The hold for LPS is a 72 hours max. Uh, law enforcement people that I know says about 24 hours, you know, just in, and as these are the people gaming it, you know, Hey, 24 hours, I'm not a danger to myself. Let me out of here. I'm going to AMA. Um, and that's one of the things interesting that she mentioned. The transport, we'll take them back. You got a homeless person. Where are you going to take them back to? And what if they don't want to go? You're going to kidnap them? Yeah, that's kidnapping. Right. I'm not going to get in that van. Yeah, and the they going to put a bag that. over their head and take them? No, they're you know they're just going to AMA walk out the door, and now we got a new resident. Yep. Hmm. You know, and there's no turning back on that. And so it was just nothing but lies. And when people are up there. At executive level, lying—you have to just start digging, and that's what people aren't doing. They're just buying what's in front of them, and that's that's shocking to me. Um, so I think our city council needs to do a little bit better job. They need to dig up these facts. If they could look into the crime rates, things of that nature, what are they really going to do? Is it an LPS facility? You know, are they going to have lock rooms? Are they going to accept people from other counties? When they could start answering those questions and bring those back to constituents and let them know. I think you'd get a better turnout at these meetings. Like, hey, this is going to go through unless you are present at this meeting. I think that would help um, because I mean, there was only a handful of people at that meeting. Yeah. I know I know it was kind of just thrown out there at the last minute. They canceled the one previous because they got a you know they knew a lot of people were going to show up. I I posted a bunch about the previous meeting, and at the last minute they canceled it, and hmm. then they slid this one in like a month later.
0: Oh. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Well. Um, there was another person that came up right like in our exchange in our communication and i found it so interesting because this is somebody i didn't even really know about before interacting with you do you you want to talk about that a little bit and that how was david maddox yeah david maddox yeah, who I was, is that guy He's i was thinking the same me.
2: thing i mean he was advocating for this and attacking me and and saying how great this is going to be for the city and So it doesn't take much to look into this, and he is actually the—he's paid for by the city of Temecula. He sits on the planning commission or the traffic and safety commission. And I reached out to him. I said, "You're you're a city paid employee. Why are you advocating on behalf of Temecula Valley Hospital when all the other city council members were forbidden to go? You were there. You were having side by side meetings with the executives there. Why are you allowed? Yeah. Oh, they were just cordial and." Formalities, And, you know, I was there in my uh, not in my official capacity. But how does that look to people? You know, you got a city representative there. and You, you don't know if he's what he's talking about. But this is a representative of our city there. It's almost in now he publicly advocates for the building of this hospital. But like what has he done to investigate the potential for crime? Right or the degradation of our city. What has he done? He's yeah. done nothing, but he's publicly advocating for this. But it's not in his official capacity whatsoever. So you look at this guy, and and, uh, and and he's also the guy that runs the PAC for the school board. Yeah. He's the founder of that PAC. Yeah. And I thought, this guy is a founder of the PAC. He's paid for by the city. I mean, he's soliciting donations for people to oust duly elected school board <laughs> representatives. Like, yeah. How is this even possible? This is kind of a circus, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of connected the dots today, and I put it on a social media. You probably saw it. It was only up there for a brief time, <laughs> but it was it was the city of Temecula. It was David Maddox, his nonprofit. His wife works for Temecula Valley High School or Unified School District, so she's like a teacher. So she's paid by the city as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I connected all those dots, and his pack is run out of an address here in Temecula, and so I put his pack address in there. He reached out to me and said, You're doxing me. How dare you dox me? And that's probably why I got the post pulled down. But if you look at the address for his pack where he solicits donations, it's that same address. It's public information and he solicits on his on his site to donate to that address.
0: That's so funny. Hold on real quick. We gotta <laughs> talk about it now. We gotta talk about it now. That's so funny that he claimed that you were doxing him because we hear it all the time from the recall effort that that's not doxing, that's public information because there's a person who doxed me and my wife today by, by that definition, right? And didn't dox, but they put our photo out there and they put our address out there and they put all our information out there and my previous addresses. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, but it's funny how, when you see it's when, when it's done to them, it's doxing but when they do it to other people it's just public information i thought fi- i feel like that narrative is pretty convenient for them you yeah,
2: know I, I, and i when he reached out to me i thought am i doxing this guy how where do they get this information because i do a lot of research throw it out there post it i thought man i i don't want to do that and i even reached out to david in that post and said man i didn't know that was your home address I thought it was where your pack was doing business out of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me look into this. And by that time, three or four people. How dare you do this to this guy? Oh, you know, I David's see. David's a great guy. Yeah. he's a public servant. All this other stuff. So, so I I, I dug into it and I just look. You just David Maddox and he, the, the name of his pack in Temecula, and it right pops up. Donate here for this pack, and it mm-hmm. says that same address. I'm like, how dare you? You're publishing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm not saying this is your home address. I said this is where your PAC's headquarters at, and this is what you're listing on your own website yeah. to solicit donations. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. and, and I don't know. What you know, the heck? It's the oddest thing. But all these people are like, how dare
1: you? I'm like, wait, well, this is his PAC address. It's not. I, Those are probably his other accounts going out. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. He own, yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> it's him. It's him. Like six different times with a fake funny. mustache yeah. on his profile pic and the one with glasses. You know,
0: so, uh, what I what I okay, here is my thing with one Temecula pack. Right? Is
2: I don't I, know much about it other than he was, runs it. So you, I, this is new to me. So okay, don't so
0: man. one Temecula pack. They are, they are behind the recall effort. I mean, that's no secret, right? So when I came into all of this, um, I was told that it was a, a different gentleman by the name of Jeff Pack, who runs one Temecula Pack. Um, and then I, I, I had people try to set up a meeting with him just to meet with him because I'm involved in the school board and he's involved in the recall, and I just wanted to like. Sit with him and hear his perspective. And you know what I mean? It's like I'm always looking to just exchange with people like we're neighbors. We're community members. You are a leader in our community. You've been here much longer than me. I'm the new kid on the block. I just want to rub shoulders with you and see what you're about. You know, and um, I found it interesting. The response that we got about it's just he has no interest in sitting down with us. Um, when we started a podcast a couple episodes later, they started a podcast. And then one of their most previous episodes, they kind of responded to us about how Jeff Pack doesn't sit down with the other side for coffee. And I just think like, oh, wow. man, this. Yeah, it's like this is weird because if you look right like they don't talk about how they're left-leaning or liberal ideology at all they talk about the unity of our community that's what i'm trying to do too i'm trying to bridge the gap i'm trying to bring people together we talk to people we've we've sat across the table on the podcast with people who are for the recall i communicate with people all the time we meet for coffee we do all sorts of stuff to just interact with the community so when a A respected organization like that doesn't want to meet with just like a normal guy. And we're talking about they're running the recall. They're recalling the guy that I elected. My kids are in the school district. You know, raise the red flag. But I look at their history since I've been involved. And there's been multiple times before I even knew what one Temecula Pack was or who Jeff Pack was. Like they posted a video of Gavin Newsom talking about our school board effort. And it's a flat-out lie. And I'm not surprised that Gavin Newsom would lie. But what frustrated me is that a group like One Temecula Pack would share that because you know that's not true. We all, if you're involved in the school board, it, it, specifically, it was talking about um, the curriculum. That famous, the fir- one of the first things that popped off with the school board, the TCI curriculum. Um, basically, Gavin Newsom tried to say that there was a. Um, they did a survey. They piloted what well, was 1300 students right they right. piloted 1300 students and then they did a family survey and the feedback of that survey came back and gavin newsom tried to say that in the feedback of the survey 998 percent of people were for the curriculum or neutral to it that's a lie That's a lie. The word that they were getting was four, at the time, we knew it to be 400. They had 400 pieces of feedback from teachers and parents (laughs) for 1300 students. Right. That's all we knew at the time. So that's nowhere near 90 whatever percent. And Temecula One Pack shared that. And it's like
2: so they tipped their hand at that point. So you knew where they're at. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, early on. And right. that, that was before I knew who they were. I just I'm thinking like, look at this social media page straight up lying to us. That's ugly. Why? Why would you do that? And then to realize like this is like a group that's been taken serious and has has backed candidates. It's like, how can you. How can you do that? How can, how can you allow yourself to violate your integrity so often and so much? I mean, that was just the first thing. We caught them in the lie. And we've done, we've done episodes on all of this and covered all this. Um, but we've caught them multiple, li- multiple times just violating their integrity. Don't you, you know? fi- don't
2: you find it really telling when they don't want to have an exchange of ideas? Yeah, And I found that more evident when I posted about the hospital. I, I want to get that opposing view. And articulate your response and, and and convince me of that. That's all I care about. That's it. And it's never that. It's always that you don't care about mental health. You know, you're ignorant. Things like that. And I thought, this is not the exchange of ideas that I was hoping for, but this is what we got. And if we wanna we wanna have this kind of conversation, as I mentioned before, I'm i mean, I I I was raised in trucking. I mean we could have that conversation really easy. I yeah, mean, it's natural to me. If you wanna go down to the gutter, I'll be there with you but that's not what I was looking for. I mean, give me your opposing view. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe enlighten me. And not one person has ever done that. They just don't care. They'd rather go and attack. And when they get defensive and they have this defensive posture, then I start to look at it a little bit. Hey, just like you did in that situation. Like, why don't you want to have this exchange of ideas? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with sitting down with uh, with somebody else that wants to have that dialogue? Yeah. You know, and let's share that. Maybe we could come up with something. Maybe I'm not going to be on board with you 100% but maybe I could get something out of that that may sway my opinion a little bit
0: right and that and that was my thing is like hey like that's that's I think feel like that's always our thing is like change our mind on this like I okay if you're firm in your conviction on something the only way to test that is to have it be challenged if you're firm on something, then you need to constantly test it against pushback. Otherwise, you're not really firm on it. And that's the problem with social media. That's, that's the thing is, see, we, I don't play games on social media anymore. I, we get comments and it, whenever it's disparaging or negative or whatever, I just immediately, hey, come on the podcast and let's talk about it. Okay, you don't want to come on the podcast and say this. So you're just making a comment here. You're not even really talking to me What you're doing is your virtue signaling to everybody else seeing the comment You don't really believe in what you're saying because if you did You would come on the podcast, but you don't want to do that because when we're eye to eye You're not going to have that same energy. You're not going to have the same conviction that you felt right? It's easy to call someone stupid or ignorant or a bigot online, right? Absolutely. It's, it's, it, these They're are savages that's the keyboard it.
2: savages right? <laughs> Keyboard
0: warriors. That's it. So Uh, You know, it's 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 unfortunate. And and I think we all have to deal with that. But that's what we've started doing is like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you online. Come on the podcast. And let's this is a public platform, too. But it's because you don't want your ideas pushed back in real time because you'll fall apart because you're, you're 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 not standing on any principles. You're standing on ideological beliefs, and you know that in
2: virtue of signaling to You're, get support from everybody else because that's it, cause it. they want to be liked yes you know and yes. that, I mentioned that to somebody just recently uh, they were attacking me and I said you don't understand something about me I'm built for conflict I said what, what that means to me is I couldn't care less what you say right you know I mean have a point come at me with a point uh, some kind of topic some idea instead of these attacks because attacks mean nothing to me I mean Means nothing. I it, again, my family atta- mentioned something to me. That I take heart in that. Yeah, those are the people that know me and that love me, and I, I love them. But people outside of my bubble that don't know me, I couldn't care less what you say. And that's what I told her. I said, I'm built for conflict. I, what that means is, I don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. And you know, the you mentioned earlier about people concerned about being dogs. I, I don't care about any of that. It doesn't matter to me. These people are jokes. You know, like you said, they don't stand for anything other than wanting, just needing to be liked. But you and know, part of the group, part and, of the-
0: and and it's almost worse than that, right? I was, I was literally just talking with my wife about this today. They are actually standing against things, never for it. You that's, see, good, that's a good point. They, they never yeah. have a position of defense uh, or, or, or a, defic- a, a position of offense. They always stand on a position of defense. They feel like they have to push back. The, you never see them saying anything positive or helpful or. You know what I mean? It's like. Not one of
2: them will stand up like General Custard and face the Indians. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. They, yeah. They, they all just. yes, You're right. They're all on this pushback. That's it. And nothing. It's, it's, they, nothing. They don't present no. Ideas or philosophies, uh, or here's what I here's what I stand. For. I'll give
0: you I'll give you an example. Right, there was an event a couple uh, a couple months ago now, um, and it was up 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 north of us a little bit. I, I'm losing uh, my thought on on the name of the town it was at, but basically they were having uh, a drag queen story hour. Okay, and there were a group of people that didn't show up for the drag queen story hour, but they were protesting. They were like blocking the path, and and like nothing got violent, but they were protesting. They did not want this um, drag queen coming in to read to the kids on the inside. And was it that, was was that Glendale? No, it wasn't Glendale. Where uh, was it? The Valley, San Fernando Valley? Yeah. Okay, it was. It was in the San Fernando Valley. So, so no violence happened, but basically the drag queen left the drag the 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 drag queen story time didn't happen right i actually shared a clip about that um, just saying how like look this is this is how it's done this is how you peacefully protest you don't agree with this you don't believe with this there was no violence there was no craziness it's just parents that are fed up with what's going on and good for them they they accomplished their mission i got so much negativity in the comments talking about how, oh, if you don't like it, just don't go. Why would people be blocking the pathway like that? And the police aren't going to do anything. What I had to tell people was, hey, do you realize you're not standing with anyone? You're just standing against people. You see, I'm supporting people who were there and their accomplishment and their mission. Good for them is what I'm saying instead of you finding the parents that were in the library that were upset about this being canceled and supporting them you're just pushing back on me none of us were there we weren't there you weren't there i wasn't there all i'm saying is good for these people that did this peacefully and and accomplished their goal
2: that's a really good point so why do you think that is it's
0: the it's the it's the part of virtue signaling that exists this is this is, and this is unfortunately strictly like a liberal concept. It's this need to be a victim and find a way to defend the victim. Whenever something happens, who's the victim here? Boom, defend the victim. And you know how you can beat them every time? Because I, 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 I know how to play their game, right? How you can beat them every time is if you just beat them to the victim card, they stop explain that okay my wife got into it online with some with some people and uh about the podcast and um they they were making for they called me like average or something like that and like by the way dude i thought it was hilarious how like like your version of insulting me is calling me average you know that's fucking (laughs) dope dude you know you didn't say below average you're like he's average you know they called me a little guy (laughs) yeah yeah okay so so So, uh, what'd they call you?
1: Little guy. Uh So
0: so then, um, so then something happened where they were like, oh yeah, uh, he's like a little short Hispanic man or something like that or something like he's like a somehow the fact that I'm Hispanic came up and then and then one it, of
2: that has a lot to do with yeah it. <laughs> and,
0: then, and then well and then and then one of them and then one of them were like yeah and that's a plus so my wife immediately goes oh it's a plus because he's Hispanic how racist all the comments stopped there was like four people messaging commenting commenting my wife said that no more comments you see they they if you beat them to the victim mindset then they'll stop i don't think that's the way to deal with them but that's just the way to shut them up in my opinion i think that these people just always look to stand against something never for something and that's always ultimately what i'm looking for when i talk to people it's like hey what do you stand for give me something to stand with you on what is it that you but they never want to engage or have that conversation because i think most of the time they don't realize it they just they're just standing on their ideology what is the what is the narrative what am i supposed to say what is my group supposed to say here yeah and, yeah they're and, in a,
1: they're in a cult like if you ask them for like the school board like the age appropriate age appropriate stuff as far as they can never give you an age because they know if they say too old or you know if they say, well, I think it should be like seventeen, I guess. You know, when you like start mentioning things like what you know, this graphic book or this or whatever the case may be, they can never give an, a solid answer of like, what age do you think this is appropriate? Because they know if they go against their party line and say the wrong thing, they're gonna cru- they're gonna get crucified just like we get crucified by them. Look at you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. And I think the one way to also for the listeners to be aware, like on social media and stuff yeah play the victim card first but also i've noticed responding with like memes or gifts right because <laughs> yeah. what they're trying to do is they act very ignorant online and insult you insult you they want you to On uh, one of them i was like gonna call the chick um man you're really idiotic and it popped up on instagram going uh this comment is being reported as somewhat hateful uh by this user and i go they're trying to make me use just one word to get my account banned, but they—I don't think they can uh, ban my account if I respond with the gifs and the memes that Instagram gives to me to use on their own platform. And what made me think about that because I've done it to a couple people, and the people get all mad when I use—they like have to mention it. All you could do is respond with memes. All you could do is respond. I was like. Oh, they don't like that. See? See? That's what they're trying to do. So, like, the little keywords on Nextdoor app and stuff. Um, because there's plenty of GIFs and memes to yeah. get your message yeah. across. It's probably more insulting than what I would have actually said to them. But, um, I use a lot of images. Yeah, images yeah,
2: and I images found, I found and that stuff. just because of that. You yeah. Know, because people talk over you and, and just diffuse the situation or confuse it. And it's down a bunch of threads. Nobody thinks about it. So, I think... Post it out there. Yeah. And it's just let it sit there in the ether and people comment on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it gets it, traction.
0: It or does. It's like a like meme it.
1: war. People like respond to memes and because yeah. they're kind of yeah. funny. And, uh, but
0: but but you're right. But they, see, but that's exactly what they're doing. The reason why they get frustrated is because when they communicate online, they're not really talking to you. They're talking at you, and they're they're virtue signaling to their people to join in. So when you start responding with memes, they can't. The chess game's over for them. What they're trying to do is talk at you, get you to say something crazy. Then they play the victim card. Then mm-hmm. they call you a bigot. That's what they do. When you respond with photos or memes or. You, you you end the game. You flip the chessboard because now they, they don't want to engage because their goal is not to really talk with you. Their right. goal is to talk to everyone else. So when you you basically beat them to that, when you start laughing at them, you know, and put all these little photos and just disregard them. I think the people online are, I feel like if China were to invade, there will be a group of people who will stand streets, who will patrol the streets, who will come together and fight for a country, right? Let's say China invaded Temecula. Say China invaded California, and then Temecula had like a battalion of Chinese military people. There are people who will step up to fight, and there are people who will go in the basement with the women and the children and the elderly, right? Most of these people online that only talk online, they will never be the ones showing up to fight For what we have, they never will. I almost just don't even care about those people's opinions, because dude, just go in the back with the women and children (laughs) and let us sort this out. I want to engage with real leaders, real people, people who and 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 not just leaders in the sense of you run a pack, but like someone who is firm in their convictions and knows where they stand and they're willing to engage respectfully with it. Those are the most important people in our society.
2: How do we we flush them out? in the cases of our city issues because you know you look at the traction uh, on anything i post and stuff you post as well uh, it's all the liberal hate hateful people mm-hmm. you don't really get i mean you get a handful of people uh, in support of it but it's probably a 10 to 1 yeah and i'm not i'm sure that's not indicative of the city <sighs> yeah. it's just people sitting on i think we touched on that you touched on that earlier when you said they're they're afraid you got to flush those people out and, and get them to stand up. Otherwise, uh, we lost
1: this city. Yeah. And, and you're going to lose the school as well. Yeah. You know, I think, like you're saying, I think the social, like you said, they all want to be liked. But now in our world, the likes, they get manipulated. These virtue signals get manipulated by the amount of likes they get from bot, from bot. So they think their post got likes and what they said is being liked when it's not real, though. But they get the dopamine hit like they they are being liked, like they have traction. Also, I think probably 40-50% of the city, a majority of people just read the comments and don't chime in. But they do probably read the comments going back and forth. So our side is very good at like making fun of them or mocking them. Everybody loves like humor. That's one of the like the key things in life that if you can kind of mock somebody. That's why Trump's so popular. Conor McGregor, the people that are insulting and kind of speak and don't take no crap, but kind of have some humor to them. People are drawn to that. If you have a good, that's why people like comedians. That's why stereotypes are so funny, right? Right. right. That's why people love comedians. They could get away with murder, right? The court jester back in the day. Mm-hmm. That 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 side. The other side doesn't have that they're just victims and miserable and they have no just anger. Just. They're yeah, very yeah, angry. Yeah. So I think the Sour way to flush people. out the just. people and the left is making a, a big mistake when they keep doxing just regular people that choose to chime in like on a next door app and then they get doxed. That person tells all their friends now. So all their friends are going to stick up for that friend that got doxed now and are going to get pissed off. Like I have my friends on social media. If I tell them, Hey, roast this person. They'll jump in a row and then the person disappears because even online they never get any kick, they never get any pushback because they have the David Maddox and the people that run Nextdoor app to censor every time they, you know, they probably go, "This guy just embarrassed me. Can you take down the post?"
0: Okay, <laughs> and then they think,
1: "I won, I won." See, people agree with me. It's like, no, okay. Once again, if you stand so firm on your convictions. Speak your mind. This is supposed to social media and Facebook and all that was supposed to be the town center of opinions. They marketed it that way in the beginning. We know how that turned out. And right? yeah. then, well, I, you know, uh, uh, they marketed it that way and got everybody like that Temecula talk, right? The guy that runs it, he's like, he's like, this is, you know, it's like 40,000 people in that thing. It's like, dude. You opened up Temecula Talk under the guise of like, hey, everybody come to Temecula. This is for Temecula. Everybody can speak their mind. And then he gets like, all of a sudden he gets like, a, he's like, well, I'm the admin. And now, actually, I don't like your opinion. So you're going not get to speak. You're blocked. You're blocked. So I, I, a long time ago, I was like, when did this become, oh, God, what was the guy's name? David Wol- What's his name? Something. I was like, when did this become David's talk? This is supposed to be Temecula Talk. Since when, do you- Since when are you the... On your high horse, determining what opinions could be put on here and what can't. Oh, so you know who the admin is because he took down my post today.
0: Is it? Da- uh, is it? That's is that so funny. Name? I don't know because I'm David, still. I think I'm still, still sitting so really- in the in the inbox. If I go to Temecula Dog, it says like your uh, request is pending. They don't even. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even mess with me, man. <laughs> they took me
1: down, and they took me down not for the school board <laughs> stuff. It was like for a me and my other friend were debating flat Earth, and my friend, good friend, was against me. And I was like, Alright, let's go on to talk and throw it out there. <laughs> That's so funny. So I threw I'm it right out the there. It talk. got like and we started going back and forth with like other people and then it got taken down for like dangerous misinformation. dangerous information. So then I responded, wow. Oh, how is this de- how is this exactly dangerous talking about the shape of the earth? And then that David Wolf responded like in a thing going, Well, in my opinion, it is dangerous, and I run this he's kind of being a smart ass and then he got roasted in the comments of it <laughs> because people are going well that's your opinion so that's like that's your opinion though so like in my opinion is your opinion is bad, so it should be taken so he got roasted for it then he took down his own post and then I don't think he really back I not so think do you have
2: re- so you do have recourse so the things he takes down from me I could reach out to him say why because I'm very careful about the things I post on there that they're not. Inflammatory because next door takes down everything. Next door takes down everything. They they hammer me, so I I I stopped. Okay, let's all those. Yeah, let's let's post, and try to be above board here and take out the snarkiness. You know, that's tough for me to do, but I do. Right, and they still get hammered. You
1: know, they. Well, I think a big thing, like you said, is uh, you know, at first we weren't going to expose like the David, uh, the Jeff Packs or the David Maddox and stuff, but you know, they're the one that like they come after us. Like, I didn't know who that David Maddox was, but he decides to like comment on my post about the thing. And then he's like watching all my stories. And of course, I'm the one that's like, I'll make a whole video of like, I made a video of like, I'll call you out, you out. Cause they always on their podcast are like, oh, that other podcast, bunch of mumbling idiots. And they're so dumb and idiot and like blah, 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 blah. Then we go, oh, okay, we're so dumb. Let's have a live debate unedited. We could do it at the park. You can have the sheriffs there to keep you protected yeah, since we're so scary. And then you could debate your points. Whatever you want to talk about. Um, you want to talk about COVID, the vaccine, the school board, the hospital. I don't care. I will debate you live. And we can do it in front of everybody since you're so much smarter yeah, than me, right? They won't do it. And then, boom, ghost. They disappear. That dude, David Maddox, was like, I post a story for like five minutes. And I have like two views in two minutes. He's one of them. So I'm like, dang, is this guy like... Either this guy's like legit stalking me out of the blue. Cause his name never popped up, you know. So then I'm like, okay. So then I'll, I'll make another screenshot. Go, hey, I see you're watching my story. I you saw the story of me calling you out. So where are you at? Ghost, crickets, crickets, so, crickets. So I'm so like, I
0: think I think uh, I think to to answer your question, right? To bring it back, because you asked, how do we? How do we com- Basically, how do we combat this, right? Like because it seems like. There is um, this negative energy that's controlling the online spectra, right? Which is making people think that like, oh, well, nobody cares. That's how most of the people feel. So I'm just not going to show up. I think that the move, somebody has to charge the hill. The only way to charge the hill is... And get people to follow you is to set the example and set the pace. But somebody has to do it. Eventually, more people will start showing up. So I think the move is, like, for example, we went to that meeting. We put a post out. One of our biggest haters, one of our biggest fans, uh, she commented, like, oh, this is for Temecula residents. And it's like, no, it's not. You weren't even at the meeting. You don't even know what you're talking about. I I think that we show up, talk about it what we experienced at the show up, then they can't dispute it. And if they dispute it, then we discredit them completely because they didn't even show up. What will that, what that will create is an online environment where people are reading and going like, "Whoa, I got to start showing up. This guy knows way more. He's like schooling all of them in the comments instead of looking, you know, like, allowing them to like parade you and attack you it happens all the time with us because we've been so involved with the school board so i always i'm always in comments i'll i'll just i'll see it something i don't post on it i don't comment on everything but if i see something that really bothers me i'll comment and i'll engage with people hey well let's talk about this let's talk about the crt resolution have you read it so you, you, you have an issue with banning CRT, but have you actually read the resolution? Tell me what's wrong with the actual resolution. So you haven't even read it. So you just think there's this CRT ban. You don't even know what the actual resolution says. And then I'll send it to them. I have it. You know, I I I, I think that's how we do it. Is We become the experts in the situation, and then we pass. We disseminate that information. And anybody who tries to discredit us, we just make them look dumb with facts and truth. I think that's... I think that's kind of the way we do. And it's funny because your question is a question that I feel like I've been trying to answer with the podcast.
2: I agree. I agree. And I think there's a lot of people that think like us. Just getting them to voice their concerns uh, is needed. I I don't think I think they're sitting on their hands. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're complacent. I don't know really what the reason is, but you make a lot of sense that they're scared of being doxed. Or just hammered in social media. They don't want to yeah. be exposed. They, they wanna don't want to get involved. You know, they and just but, don't. But at the flip side of that, when you think about it, because I don't have a kid at Temecula Valley School anymore. I mean, uh, my kids went through that whole s- school system. So I don't really have a dog in that fight. But when you look at what, you just look at the big picture, what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know why every resident just doesn't, resident of to make it look at that, It's it's going to be a shit show.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and and there's no turning back it, whether it's the school board and they, they get this thing through what, what's going to happen to those kids you know we're already we seeing uh, we're already we seeing a, a glimmer of that you know it's it's and it's just going to get worse and then with the Temecula hospital those things I think people just need to stand up and look at what the totality what's this going to happen to our, our city and and care care enough to stand up mm-hmm. yeah I mean, and I mean that's that's and, and that's what i hope the school uh, the um, city council does is you know, screw all that. You know, if you're getting if you're getting intimidated or what, stand up. I mean, just grow a pair and freaking vote your conscience. You know, and and, and whatever happens happens. In your yeah. in your research or with the school board, are you finding the majority of people that are supporting the recall? Former teachers, like I mentioned, David Maddox works for Hammett School right? He works for Hammett. His wife is Temecula Valley School. You know, uh, He's a city employee. I mean, it's just incestuous. It just seems like every one of them. And people that comment on me and just slam me, you just look at it and I would say 80, 90% are teachers or former teachers. All that. When I, I published something today on social media and I just took like U.S. News puts out a, uh, a study on the effectiveness of the schools across the country. And I think Temecula Valley was like 2,100 yeah. ranking. You know, uh, Great Oak was in the thousands and um, Chaparral was even worth 2,900 or something of that nature. 2,900. They're not top 10. Yeah. They're not even top 100. Not even top 500. They're 20, they're in the 2,000s. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, la- you're failing here. You're failing the students and you're focused on this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I mean, and why aren't people and parents just like furious at this? Like, I want you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Teach my kid to read, write, be a be a communicator, uh, go out to the workforce and have some skills, things of that nature. I mean, why all this? Why get so bogged down with this bullshit? And you're not doing your job,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: but they're but they're certainly begging for a raise. Cost yeah. of living, you know. I need this. I need that. And that's something I, it's, it's shocking to me, and and they get it, you know. They lobby against it, and they get it because everybody's outraged on it because the teachers are so great. Well hold them accountable. Like I don't know what you guys do, but if you were the 2000s guy in the <laughs> on the on the totem pole, and you go to, to your boss and ask for a raise, you're going to say, "Well, hey, step it up." Yeah. You know, it's about what you produce. Mm-hmm. Every every job, every private sector job, it's what you produce how effective you are um, except for the teachers they don't care you know and we say you know you say a lot of them do and maybe they do and i'm just generalizing yeah 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 but
0: and and that's easy to do that with the, and I, I i agree with their argument right when i my my favorite person to talk to about this is teachers because like my neighbor across the street's a teacher and like i i i look to engage with them all the time and and there are a lot of teachers who will engage with me that don't aren't happy with the board. Um, as long as you don't go public
2: with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, but what what's what I find interesting is that I think that we've kind of... I think that this is a perfect example of the fa- where we have failed, right? Because there's the way things are supposed to work and then there's the way things work. And they won't admit that it works like this, but if you just look at what's going on, you can tell. The way it's supposed to work, right, is as citizens of the town our tax dollars our property tax dollars fund the schools then we vote in the school board members then the school board members make policies and make sure everything is going the way it's supposed to go based off of what the constituents want the district is supposed to work for the school board and then the district disseminates the tasks or whatever and they they do day-to-day operations but what's happened for a long time, and we've had teachers on that talked about this, is the district has ran the school board. So the school board members have just been rubber stamps. Whatever the district wants is what they do. The school board has never really represented the community. One day it's
2: Weren't they mostly, mostly, mostly retired teachers of, uh, in the school, on the, on the school board? I'm not
0: too sure. I'm not too sure um, who they were. But I know, like, right now, the only teacher on the school board is the president, is Dr. Kamrowski. He's, Right. Yeah, he's a he's a college professor right now. I don't think anybody else on the school board right now is a teacher. Um, But it's just it's interesting to see, is you can see where. The frustration lies because it is a lot of teachers behind the recall effort. It is a, It is a lot of teachers who don't like what's going on. And I think a lot of it has to do with the teachers union kind of feeding the narrative, feeding the negativity. They want to go feed, back to the way things were. Yes. They, yeah. they want the, the teachers association wants to work with the district and control the board members. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how they want things to be and that's, that's not was. the way that's how it was right. but that's not the way it's supposed to be that's not how this is supposed to go
2: so then you got the David Maddox and things uh, fighting for
1: that yeah, yeah the and on I, their behalf and, yeah. yeah and I think with like the teachers nowadays and like <laughs> I think like the cops and everything too real quick it's just that you know I think during COVID and stuff and with everything else going on with politics like the good cops and the good teachers they probably just retired or quit. And now, like I told my dad like a, l- a long time ago during like BLM and stuff, and all that, they're talking about defund the police and all this stuff, I'm like, if they defund the police, I'm like, you realize you're just gonna hire back activist cops and activist teachers. They're just gonna, they want those people that would take a stand and like have some conviction to quit or retire or get fired, right? And then people, of course, the community's gonna beg, we need cops, we need teachers, and go, Okay, the government always does that: problem, reaction, solution. Cause a problem, get the reaction of the public, offer them your solution of what you want in the first place. So they're just hiring these activists. And, the, and teachers. the solution is never bringing it back to where it was. It's
2: always a, a, a step or two back, worse yeah, than it was. The yeah, it was. Yeah, well, they yeah. want to destroy America. Absolutely, America's the so last, the last country. Several years down the road, and yeah, they 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 came up with
1: solutions, but they weren't even. And they have to do it at the at the the young kids level that's how you get a whole generation by the time these kids are like 20 30 they will be the revolutionary uh brainwashed marxists that actually are you know
0: you know i i always um i hear that argument right and uh and and i know a lot of people feel that way and derek knows this is it frustrates me because i just think like nah I'm not gonna like that's that's just not what's gonna happen are like i'm I, there's no way there's no way that we all just sit around and let that happen here's here's the I, thing
2: I, I love that you're the optimist here <laughs> well
0: i i think that 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 like that's the only way that's the only way to really push back on this it right is, it's like if if, if if we go in if i'm gonna go into a fight right all right if I think I'm losing, if I'm worried about losing, I already lost. If I'm gonna get jumped by ten people, well, I'm gonna fight for my life. I'm not just gonna let you just take it. That's Absolutely. not how this is gonna 100%. go, you know. 100%. So, yeah. so I. But, I you,
2: but you want the troops to, to see that your purpose is on the right path. That's it, and right? Jump in, right? Jump in, guys. I'm getting my ass beat here. That's it. It's ten to one. Step up,
0: but also, but also in that fight, right, where it's 10 to one is if you hit one of them, if you knock someone out with one punch, the other nine guys are going to go, oh, I don't know about that. You see, it's like I am only one, but I am one. And I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And if everybody has that mentality, then we all make the change. It can't happen overnight. It can. It can. And all it takes is like to just step up. Like when it really comes down to it, all you got to do, all of this stuff. Let's say everything went to shit, everything went to chaos. The board members get recalled and they, 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 they elect three transgender majority board members, the first transgender board member ever, all this stuff. They start bringing all this crazy stuff into the schools. Let me, the truth is I'm not worried about my kids because I interact with my kids. I'm an involved father. My kids look to me for guidance. My kids are a reflection of me. I don't think there is a human in the world that has more of an influence over my children than I do. And that's just the way I so am. You're not
2: the target audience. It's the single parent. Exactly. You know, but
0: and and that's just it though. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm getting at. Is like at the end of the day, when all this stuff, if all this stuff collapses, I'm not scared for my children because we're gonna make it through what who's gonna lose is the single moms, the families that don't speak English that need the, it most. yeah, the people who need it most, you know Mark, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Do you have any uh, any parting words for us in the podcast listeners?
2: I just hope everybody steps up and gets involved in the city. It's a little bit concerning when we go to those meetings and uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, people in support uh, either way. just show up. Just show up, look what's going on around you, because uh, we lose this city, it's, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this hospital and, and now the school that, again, I wasn't really enlightened to so much. And other, I listened to your podcast before I came here, just to get a, an update on that. As I said, my kids went through the school district already. But it's concerning, and this, people, need to, people need to be wake up, be aware, I think, and I hope they, they do because I'm you're just a couple guys I'm a, am a guy and and I see a need I mean if you just look that's all you need to do is just open your eyes and take a look and and react I mean if that's in, in, in favor of that or if it's opposing, just do something mm-hmm. you know I think that'd be my best advice but I really appreciate you guys reaching out Danny and Derek I, I really like your podcast I think you guys are hitting all the right points Thank um, you. I hope you get a lot of traction. Uh, whatever I can do to support it, I will. Feel free to publish that letter anywhere. Yeah, you Yeah, I was going <laughs> to
0: ask you. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. I'm going to share that letter, and then also, I was hoping to uh, kind of speak with you and see if you if you had free time because I would love if. Like we did, we did it for board meetings. If you just attended some board meetings or even just listened to them online and then were able to give me your synopsis of it, like how you wrote it up, um, I think it would really add value if we would be allowed to review that and then do our episode. Absolutely. That would be really neat. Absolutely. So uh, I'd like to, to keep in touch with you and any event that we attend, I'd love for you to attend and be our be our reporter, you know?
2: Absolutely. You have my digits, though. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Sounds really? good. Sounds Th- thanks good. Thanks again. Thanks for
0: yeah. coming on, man. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. All right. We'll see you guys later. Peace.